Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Our conversation with Doc Rivers is brought to you by Comcast Business Class. Doc joins us on the AT&T hotline. Good morning, Doc. Congratulations. Uh, hard-fought win last night. Yeah, that was that was a hard win. Um, you know, it was a good win for us, uh, but, but really tough. Hey, the uh, one thing I think we really know about your basketball team is they rarely make it easy on themselves and, by extension, you. In fact, Dooling said this team, you should know by now, is built for adversity. Do you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we... We built it that way, but we, but we definitely look towards adversity. There's no doubt about that. Hey, I asked Jeff Van Gundy this question earlier, and he didn't have a real definitive answer. But it seems to me, as I'm going through my game notes as I was watching the game last night, I see you know your opening run, a ten an 18-4 run, and a 9-0 run by Minnesota, then a 13-15-1 um, run by them. What is it about the NBA that allows that kind of thing to happen almost on a very regular basis and it's it's got to be more than momentum doc why do teams just go on runs and then other teams take the turn and do the same well i wish i knew that answer you know i would say either uh, usually i always think it's from the defensive end you got a bunch of stops in a row uh you know you, you force a bunch of turnovers and then you're off and running teams get into good rhythm they have you know i always call it uh you know temporary confidence uh doing the game yep. i think it, it happens a lot is uh, is Bosch coming back tomorrow night, Doc? And if he is, uh, what do you expect from him? Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I've heard that uh, it's not going to change anything that we're doing. Uh, we're going to play the same way, and uh, we, we, we're not going to worry about it. We prepare every day that he's going to play each game. If you ever played uh, with a smaller lineup, and uh, at least a small lineup in the playoffs than you are right now, Doc? Oh no, never, never. I. Uh, and, you know, we anticipated this a little bit, but uh, honestly, we anticipated more out of reaction to what they're doing more than that we were going to go with it first uh, to try to change tempo. Well, hey, back- what was Steamsman played 30 seconds. Hollins doesn't play at all last night. Can you uh, explain that to us? Obviously, it worked. Well, we, we just like the matchups. It, it's forcing them to do things that I, I don't think they want to do. Um you know, it's it's uh, it's just been very good for us. It's uh, again, we've worked on it, uh, uh, but we thought because you know all the playoffs so far, Miami has gone small. You know, Shane Batty is more of a three than a four, right? And you know, he stars and plays most of the game at that position. So we knew we were going to have to do that. They also use LeBron a lot. Uh, they did it during the season. They've done it a lot during the playoffs at the four. Uh, so we've worked on it, uh, but again, um, what we have learned is that we like our small lineup against their small lineup, um, and it's been very effective for us. Hey, Doc, back to Chris Bosch. Uh, do you su- uh, suspect that he'll be more helpful to them on offense or defense? And the second part of that question is, is there a chance Bosch's return might do more harm than good having not played nine games and not practiced actively with these guys for a couple of weeks? I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been out that long, you know. So, you know, I don't think it's like a Jameer Nelson situation. You guys remember? Came back in the finals. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so I don't think it upsets their rhythm much. Uh, I think he he helps them on both ends. You know, he's long, uh, so clearly defensively they can put another body on uh, Kevin. But what he really does is stretches the floor mm. offensively. I mean, he's a heck of a shooter. Uh, and they're, I'm sure, hoping that that gives them more room to operate with LeBron and Wade. Uh, specific things in the game last night, and you have forever told us that Rondo's the smartest guy on your team, maybe the smartest guy in the NBA. Early in the fourth quarter, 9.9 seconds left on the shot clock, you have the ball out on the baseline. Uh, Rondo, apparently knowing the rules, didn't see a good passing lane and a, an available shot, bounces the ball off Haslam's foot, gets a kickball call in 14 seconds on the clock. Was that basketball IQ at its finest, Doc? Yeah, that's, that's uh, you don't get any better than that, and you know, he said afterwards he was hoping that the guy kicked at the ball, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, so, yeah, that's just a smart, uh, you know, gave, gave us an, another possession. How many guys in the NBA would have not only the knowledge of the rules and the wherewithal in that situation, looking at the clock and knowing you're not going to get a good shot of point nine, be able to do what Rondo did? I'm going to say that number zero. Really? Uh, I really do. I, I mean, maybe a couple guys. Uh, uh, but I, I don't think very many would think, let's try to get a kickball. Do you think he was? Uh, do you think it was a good call? Was it a de- deliberate kick? Yeah, because he threw it down and then the guy kicked at the ball. You know, that's what Rondo said he was hoping he'd do. Uh, hey, do you? What is your take on the fouls, uh, specifically like the the sixth foul for for LeBron and the sixth foul for Pierce? Could those both either been non call? Uh, you know, play on, just play on, no call, no no foul. Yeah, I mean they can go either way. I, honestly, I thought a lot of those calls. You know, they were the officials were in tough spots because I thought uh, I say three or four calls could have been fouls either way, and, or could have been play on. And you know, it's a tough one. If you don't call anything, if you call it on one guy, it's you know, it's a tough game to officiate. Obviously, hey, what was your goal before game one? I mean, I we were all around here. The big question before game one, Doc. I don't know if you heard it much, but we did was. Four or five. It was the Heat were going to win in four or five. You were banged up. You were worn out. You know, Philly took something out of you. It was going four, and if things went well for you, it was going five. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think both of those uh, possibilities have been eliminated, and you guys are going at least six. I'm impressed with that. Yeah, I I had to do – I had the pen and paper out when I did that. But it's been a pretty good uh, first four games for you guys. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, I – didn't feel great going into game one. Uh, I would say that um, mainly because of the seventh game in Philly, uh, that, that series, you know. Uh, but after that, I felt very good about the series and about us. And, you know, we knew it was going to be a hard series. We knew it was going to be a physical series. Uh, but I, I actually think that's who we are. And so that's why I, I, I've liked us in the series. Do you feel like it's going seven? Because we do. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, we want to win the series. And uh, if it takes seven, uh, then we're willing to do that. Uh, or if we can do it in six, it'd be great. But, um, I mean, we just want to win the series, and we don't really care what number it is. Hey, Doc, do my eyes deceive me, or is Ray Allen and Paul Pierce, Pierce getting healthier? I think uh, Ray, uh, Paul is for sure. I mean, it, listen, he's going to always have a sprained meniscus until the season's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he feels better. Uh, you know, it's not bothering him as, as much. And I think he has really figured out how to deal with it. Uh, Ray is is playing in a lot of pain. But I think what Ray has done, he's figured out 
which way to cut. Uh, he's figured out his balance issue with his foot. And so he's playing a lot better, and he feels a lot better because of it. Hey, when, uh, when it's time for a timeout in critical portions of the game, how do you decide how much X's and O's and how much rah-rah inspiration will take up what percentage of your conversation with the guys in that timeout? Well, I would uh, prefer X and O's over the rah-rah. Rah-rah is going to, you know, listen, it, it really depends on uh, the game mode uh, for what you're going to do. Uh, sometimes you're, you're, you know, snapping and yelling at them. Sometimes mm. you're trying to pat them on the back and get them up. Uh, but that's first, and then you go right to the X and O's. And when Rondo assumes control of the timeout and sits in your seat and stares him in the face, how does that dynamic play itself out? Does he just do it? Do you ask him to do it? Does he no, ask permission I, for you to do talk, it? We had to talk before uh, he went into the huddle. You know, I always go out of the huddle, and I really want them to talk amongst themselves. But I grabbed Rondo and told him a couple of things that I thought we needed to do. Um and then the other one, I, I asked him a question about Kevin uh, because Kevin is tough to get an answer from Kevin, and mm -hmm. I needed Rondo to get an answer for me about something, and he did it. So you, since, do, does the network uh, – is the deal with the network they won't show any X's and O's? They'll just show the rah-rah stuff? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I really don't. Uh, I don't even know what they show because uh, we edit that out of my, uh, my edit. So uh, cool. I never know, you know – I have no idea what they've showed uh, from either coach. Well, they they make it they make you look good. You sound smart and you sound kind of you know inspirational in these little. I mean, I'm sure that's not all you're saying. There's no f bombs. There's no swears in it. If, if that's what you were wondering, you sound, you know. Well, maybe I need to do that more. <laughs> then they can't. Show <laughs> that's true. But I got a question for the network broadcast. There's 10 zillion people watching last night, and Rajon Rondo at halftime takes the opportunity to say that. They, the Heat, are crying to the officials in transition, and that was a factor. That's why I don't know. I don't remember the question. She said, well, "What are you exploiting yeah, out there?" Yeah, what are you exploiting? He said, "They're whining and crying to the officials." Uh, is that the time or place to do that? Is is Rondo sending a message, or is he just emotional at that point? Do you it's, like that? Just emotional at that's, that point. That's all um, it is. You know, Rondo is a tough competitor, and he's a very emotional player, and I think he. You know, I didn't know that until after the game. Uh, Danny and a bunch of guys told me that he said that. So, uh, if once it's out, what, what can you do? Hey, Doc, of all the plays, and there were dozens of big plays in that game last night, any bigger than Petrus's two offensive rebounds at the end? No, none bigger. Um, I mean, those were terrific. Uh, those were game-saving rebounds from a guy that was struggling from the offensive end. And that's what I like most about those two plays. A lot of guys, and you guys have seen it, if a part of the game is going uh, bad, especially the the offensive part of it, you don't see them. You don't see them. Uh, they don't play. Right. And um, you know, so for me, that was the most imp impressive part about that those plays. Do you, uh, you guys started hot from three point land, then struggled? I think it was three for your last nineteen. Do you think you relied too much on that sometimes, or, or was it the result of the hot start where guys just said, I, "I'm feeling it from out here." We relied on it too much yesterday, uh, for sure, especially in the second half. I thought the, the first half threes came from dribble penetration back out, from post-ups back out. I thought the second half we were looking to take quick and, in my uh, estimation, bad jump shots. And I thought that's why Miami got back in the game. It's because of shot selection. You know, a, a long jump shot, uh, especially when you continuously take them, 
against Miami, if you don't make them, it's the first pass to a fast break for them. Um, and uh, we really got into a bad rhythm in the second half. Hey, Doc, I know you I know you stayed home long enough to watch Tiger win the golf tournament. Had he not got it done in regulation and that went to extra holes, would the Celtics have been without a coach for a while? Yeah, they, I would have. Uh, I don't know what I would have done because that was pretty sweet. <laughs> it was fun to watch. It was great. It really was fun. It was a great theater. I actually laugh after that shot. So I didn't see the uh, birdie on 18, unfortunately. That that may have been just as impressive. I tweeted out. I said, I think I could stand out there for three days with like a million golf balls and never make that ball go in the hole on 16. No, uh, I think I would have hurt people. Uh, that that was impossible. I bet I could have got him in the water from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably like two out of three. <laughs> well, Doc, Miami is real good at home. Is that just because yeah. they're real good, or is that a tough arena to play in? You know, the arena's not tough to play in. The players are tough to play. Right. And I think, you know, their role players feel a little more comfortable at home. And so uh, we have to really focus on that. You know, uh, LeBron and Wade are going to be LeBron and Wade. Uh, but we can't let everyone else have big games. And, and they are comfortable there. Doc, good talking to you. Congratulations. Safe flight. We'll be watching tomorrow night. All right, thanks, guys. Doc Rivers with Dennison Callahan, brought to you by Comcast Business Class. Switch to Comcast Business Class for Internet, voice, and TV solutions. Don't wait. Call 800-391-3000 to switch now. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.